Hey, let's get away to a beautiful location for a destination retreat that will transform your relationship. This opportunity is unlike anything you've done before. Two Days with Brad will give your relationship the boost it needs. Then enjoy the beautiful scenery. Go to HealingBrokenTrust.com for more information. Do it soon because time is limited. So the shame really is a result of shame within the primary relationship, the marriage relationship. Because when people feel shame, that's when they start thinking, I'm not any good for you. That's when they aren't really super motivated to try to make things work. Maybe they want to make it work, but they feel like they're not any good at it. They feel helpless. Have you been wondering how to break free from the affair once and for all? Now's the time to take back your life, your emotions, find happiness, joy, and fulfillment with your marriage. HealingBrokenTrust.com is the place where you can find resources to take the healing journey to the next level. You'll find incredible resources for every stage of your affair recovery journey. Connect with our team of qualified affair recovery therapists who stay current with the ever-growing, ever-changing affair recovery research that's available to help you heal wherever you are in the process. Take our home study course focused on helping you communicate and express yourself in a way that gets you what you want. You can also book an incredible one-on-one intensive retreat where instead of dragging out the pain over months or years, you can condense the time it takes to heal in just a matter of days using scientifically proven methods that work to help couples lower their guard, let go of the fear, melt the anger, and experience each other at a deep emotional level you may have never experienced before. So what are you waiting for? Go to HealingBrokenTrust.com. But don't take our word for it. Read the client letters and listen to the reviews on the HealingBrokenTrust.com website. So go to HealingBrokenTrust.com and we'll talk to you soon. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Morgan Robinson here with my husband, Brad. Hey guys. And today we are talking about healing shame. So let's jump right into it, dear. Where does shame come from and how does it develop? Okay. Shame, and Morgan, we're talking about this because we wanted to further develop some ideas that we talked about in a previous episode on why does the betrayer become defensive. And so we wanted to kind of develop some of those ideas that we talked about in there a little bit more. Yes. And so where shame comes from, Morgan, really shame comes from a feeling of rejection. At its core, that's where shame comes from. Absolutely. And it comes from, a, you could even say it comes from a broken relationship. Okay. And so... Any broken relationship? Yeah. You know, because when somebody ends a relationship with you, you feel like it's somehow your fault or you're not good enough. Okay. And so could be any broken relationship, but specifically the broken relationship between a couple when there's an affair. That's so, what we're talking about. So there's the shame within the betrayed, the injured party. They experience shame, like they feel feelings of unworthiness and not good enough. And this is, we're also going to talk about how to re- resolve shame for both of you guys. And I know we talked a little bit last time, shame on the betrayer and how that gets resolved. So I'm going to add a little bit more. And take it a step further because this is actually really important. And so the shame, this feeling of being unworthy or unlovable, and it's really a fear that 
Everybody has, but but when it turns into this toxic shame from being rejected, right? That's when people get really stuck in negative cycles, and it makes it harder for the one who is unfaithful to want to be there, and it makes it hard for the injured party to think that they can ever be loved again, or mm. be lovable again, or ever good enough again. Yeah. And so, so shame comes from that feeling of a broken relationship, because we truly develop our self worth through the eyes of people we love. You know, we have a young son right now. His whole self-concept and self-confidence and self-esteem, self-worth, self-value, all of that comes from the way I see him and his mother see him. And it would be really unreasonable for him at his age to expect him to just have this fantastic sense of self-worth if we weren't giving him that, if we weren't delighting in him and rejoicing in him and being... Uh, just really enjoying him because right. he's learning that he's valuable because of the way we see him. Yeah. And so. And how we treat him. And how we treat him. And so that's also true with our spouse, other people in our lives, but primarily our parents, our spouse. And so when there's a feeling of rejection from a parent, you know, it develops into this feeling of shame. But if there's feeling of rejection from a spouse, it also develops into a feeling of shame. There's a broken relationship there. So when somebody turns their back on you, you feel like I am not good enough. And the irony in all this, Morgan, is is I have gone through my notes and looking at past couples, current couples, and every single person who has strayed, with the exception of sex addicts, felt rejected That's or unwanted right. at some point right. before they, they made that decision. Mm-hmm. And obviously that doesn't justify the decision. That doesn't justify being uh, treated a certain way. But that's part of what got them there. Because for somebody to, to go and be in love and take vows, make promises and commitments that they're going to love somebody and really, and they, you know, you really love somebody and then to turn around and betray them, there's often a feeling at some point before where they felt unwanted or rejected, right? you know, before they go out and betray. And so that's where some of their shame comes from. Sometimes the unfaithful party feels, um, like they made mistakes before you know maybe they had a pattern of kind of irreparable yeah irreparable mistakes mistakes or just mistakes of you know i've always let you down i've Mm -hmm. always made these mistakes i've always you know not been good enough yeah i've never been able to be open emotionally i've always struggled with feelings and and being open i hear that a lot and so when they are unfaithful they really feel terrible it's like man i really did the ultimate now i'm really you know Bad. Bad. I'm not good for you. I'm not good for this relationship. So part of that, you know, there's a broken relationship there where they felt rejected and they felt unwanted. Sometimes part of that means that they have their own relationship injuries. Maybe before they strayed, uh, they felt abandoned or betrayed somehow. And if they're the betrayer, sometimes they're not really good at expressing these things. Mm -hmm. So they just kind of take it on themselves. Or if they get betrayed or abandoned they feel like somehow they caused it and deserved it. And so they don't really always speak up and talk about what's really bothering them and how they, uh, how these things impacted them. And sometimes the injured party is really confused or kind of shocked that they even felt this way because they didn't talk about it. Like the, you know, the betrayed, the unfaithful party didn't talk about it. And so they can really be surprised by that. So part of where the shame can come from I just wanted to say, um, so basically how it develops is by this sense of rejection 
and it's maybe a rejection that's been prevalent for a long, long time over many relationships, but we're specifically talking about this relationship. And so the shame is an unworthiness feeling, and it and it develops over time. And So the shame really re- is a result of shame within the primary relationship, the marriage relationship. Because when people feel shame, that's when they start thinking, I'm not any good for you. That's when they aren't really super motivated to try to make things work. Maybe they want to make it work, but they feel like they're not any good at it. They feel helpless. They feel helpless, like I can't do anything because I've always let you down. Mm. And by the way, you've even, you know, maybe betrayed me in a way or abandoned me in a way. And that just proves my, you know, unworthiness because Mm. you've hurt me and you've let me down. You know, I want to stay with you and I love you and you mean the world to me, but because of these injuries that I have and because I've always let you down, you know, I really feel like I'm unworthy of your love. I feel like I'm unlovable. Okay. So that takes us to the next question of how do people resolve their shame, Brad? Morgan, that's really the million dollar question is how do you heal shame? And the way you heal shame is kind of the opposite of rejection. It's acceptance and rejection create shame, but acceptance creates feelings of worthiness and self-love and self-confidence. And this is really what bonding events are all about. In a previous podcast, when we talk about like my favorite topic, which is bonding events, and it's really going to the depth of our vulnerability. Because when, when we can experience the healing of shame is when our partner, our spouse can empathetically and compassionately respond to us. And we say to them, here I am with all my blemishes, and here I am in my nakedness. And if I can feel that you love me in my nakedness, I begin to feel lovable. And emotional nakedness. Yeah. As well as physical, right? Yeah. (laughs) You feel this uh, emotional connection. That's where the emotional connection comes from as well. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how people really heal from infidelity. And that's what our retreats are all about is, you know, we, we, and what I love about them, let me just say this little blurb for this but in in all seriousness what i love about the retreats is we spend only a little bit of time talking about the negative cycle you know here's and people are really motivated they're going to come on a retreat they're motivated absolutely but you know we spend time talking about the negative cycle but it's not all about that right and then we go to what's holding us back from reaching to each other what's holding us back from being able to be vulnerable to each other it tends to be fears of fully trusting, fears of being unworthy, and we're able to go to that, and people get very vulnerable and emotional and, and cry often. And when you can ask for what you need out of that, and what people tend to need is reassurance, and they need acceptance. And when you can say from a, from a very vulnerable place, I need you to reassure me that I'm good enough, and that you love me, and that I'm lovable, and that I'm number one for you, you know, it's usually what the the uh, pursuer will say, the one who's betrayed will say. And when they feel that the betrayer, they can see the love in the betrayer's eyes and, and their own reassurance that they're, they're feeling and they're giving, they begin to, something clicks in their brain. And I don't understand really how it works. I just know that it works. Something clicks in their brain and they feel safe. And you'll see the relief on people. You'll see their emotional state change. And you will see people often talk about like a weight being lifted off. I had somebody say once that it felt like an orgasm, better than an orgasm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so, and for them though, it was like, he's like, I need a cigarette. 
This is better than an orgasm. That's that was his experience. So because he felt for the first time really connected to his wife. You know, the other part of that, the one who's unfaithful will tend to say, you know, I really need to know that even though I make mistakes, I'm still accepted by you. I'm still loved by you. I'm still acceptable. I'm still worthy of your love. And again, they're going to a very vulnerable place, talking about the fear that's there with that, the rejection that they fear, uh, that they're not enough. And then they're asking for acceptance. And when they see the one that they hurt have love in their eyes and sometimes and that they're accepting of that, that's when these in, that's when these injuries get healed. And that's really when shame gets healed. But more, more importantly, that's when people get over infidelity. Mm-hmm. Because all this other stuff that we talk about, other people talk about on how to heal from an affair is all to get to this point. You know, right. I've got sometimes I'll have people who are with me on weekly counseling and they're like, hey, we're ready to be done, you know, because we deescalated the negative cycle and right. they're OK. I'm like, no, 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 no. We all we, all that work we did beforehand was just so we could get to, to this, this this point. Right. And you're wanting to back out. Don't back out. Just this because is, you're not arguing anymore. Yeah. yeah. Or, or yeah. you're talking about things again doesn't mean that you've healed. Yeah. Yeah. And so so anyway, that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. And can people do it at home on their own? I don't think they really can. I think it's I think it's very rare if a couple's able to do that on their own where both of them can do it on their own. I think maybe one person can. And I'll give you an example. And this is the only time in my office this has ever happened. Outside of my office, in my office, I had a person just recently, and they're listening to this, and they told me I could talk about this, mm-hmm. where he was involved in a limerent affair, and he was making plans to leave his wife to be with the other woman. And he started listening to our podcast, listened to the childhood of the betrayer. Of the betrayer. What that tends to be like. And he said, yep, that's me to a T. Listen to the negative cycles. And was like, yep, that's us spot on. And it worked up something in him where he'd been in an affair for three and a half years. And he went to his wife and said, you know, I was abused as a child. This is what happened to me when I was seven years old. And told her everything. Something he'd never told anybody else in his whole life. And he went to her and basically... Was she she able to take him in? Oh, yeah. She was able to take him in. And he said what what helped him was that he felt her hand on his leg. And she was basically like, I'm here for you. You know, I want to be there for you. For him, that was a bonding event. I don't know if he asked for a need to be met, but that's what's really associated with bonding events. And But he had all the characteristics of what would tell me, which is, is a successful bonding event. But what happened was is... He quit the affair after that, like listening to what we were talking about on childhood, you know, betrayer, it worked up in him and just probably brought to, I'm assuming brought to the surface some of his own, you know, past trauma and wounds and got him thinking about that and the direction his life was going in. And he went to her and he said, this is what happened, you know, to me as a child. And then the next thing he did was he told her everything about the affair because he began to feel loved by her. Mm -hmm. He had a bonding event with his wife where he felt truly safe with her and this was in the middle of an affair wow and so now let me be honest with you this that is not normal at all and some of you guys listening may have had an experience like that maybe one out of a thousand one out of a hundred that just happened to be a client that i had and he was a different man the first time i met him he was you know, I'm out the door. I'm not going to be staying married anymore, you know, mm-hmm. really kind of, and he was open-minded. I was able to talk to him and he was open-minded about staying, you know, he's really wanting to, I mean, nobody wants to make a poor decision, but he was 
fair-minded and open-minded. But that's what I'm talking about, like a bonding event where you can go to the depth of your vulnerability. He right. shared a traumatic childhood event with his wife that he never shared with anybody before. But the important part was he also felt loved yeah. in that. And he was able to, he stopped the affair. He confessed all the stuff that he had been doing and he had no more secrets with her. And he felt emotionally safe and he was a different man. That was a true miracle. Mm-hmm. And long story short, these bonding events... Saying all that to say, that's one. That's the only exception, exception I've ever seen uh, out of probably literally a thousand couples I've worked with. You know, I don't think people can really do it on their own. That's why we always talk about getting help, getting the right help, uh, because those events are really what cause people to heal. Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny is when people complete bonding events, that's usually when they, if they've been holding back information, when they release more information. I've had that happen numerous times where somebody completes a bonding event and the withdrawer or the one who had the affair, you know, completes this, they're all in. They're like, I don't want to lie to you anymore. I don't want to hold anything back. And that's sometimes when they reveal additional information to their spouse because they want to. It's not because I'm telling them or the podcast is telling them or their spouse is telling them. They want to do it because they, they want they to be close. Safe. They feel safe. safe. They they're, know they're going to be accepted. Their spouse is, is handling it mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And that's, love, yeah. And these bonding events, Morgan, are where the injuries of betrayal get healed. Mm-hmm. That's where the injuries that the you know betrayer had, mm-hmm. you know, that's where they get resolved because you're able to talk about that. They're able to actually hear you and listen to you. Right. So anyway, that's that's where the shame gets healed. That's where the true infidelity gets healed as you go to the depth and you're guided. You know, this is a guided process. This isn't something from somebody who, you know, that people can really do on their own because they're often stuck in a negative cycle, but that is one exception. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's like lightning in a bottle. Sure, that's, yeah. There's only one Star Wars. There's <laughs> never going to be a movie like Star Wars ever again that just changed the game of cinema, sure. you know, forever. <laughs> you know, there's never going to be probably something like that groundbreaking again. Okay. So that's kind of a rare occurrence, but that's an example of a bonding event. Okay. And, and that's where these affairs get resolved. That's where injuries get resolved. And that's where the shame gets resolved. Okay. And... And when people go through that process, that's when they find relief. That's when they find healing. That's, but all the, I want to, I want to say this because this is important. Okay. Always checking up on your spouse and looking at their phone, checking out so cell phone records, that kind of part of the healing process has its place. Right. But long-term, it's not going to help you get there. Okay. Long-term, that's not going to help you get where you need to be. The right. bonding events are what's going to do it. Because that's where the shift comes from, where you need to feel safe. And when you have those bonding events, that's where you feel safe. That's where you can really let begin to trust again and the walls come down. Absolutely. And both people have to go through that. And with and until that's completed, people are always very vulnerable to going back into the negative cycle. And you know, we talked about the negative cycle. And we haven't I haven't really explained it since uh, I think episode three, just briefly. Yeah. But so you can go but this, back to yes, episode you can go three. back to episode three. So I don't have to because it's a lengthy podcast. But but this is a true way that you stay out of it long term. And so those are just basically kind okay. of the things that Great. I wanted to share today. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Just to recap and refresh, shame comes from when we feel rejected. So when we feel accepted, we begin to heal the shame. And then the bonding events, right? So how do we feel accepted after infidelity? We learn to share our vulnerable feelings with the bonding events. How do we learn to share our vulnerable feelings? You can go to healingbrokentrust.com 
and uh, book a one-on-one retreat today in all seriousness. We would love to meet with you. We'd love to get to know you. Yeah. Oh, and Morgan, we started destination retreats. That's right. We did. So we can go to beautiful, sunny anywhere. Uh, (laughs) Probably Florida, right? Or Cancun. Or Cancun. Caribbean. (laughs) Someplace Uh, nice. (laughs) You know, if you do a retreat in Tulsa, you just get to meet me. Mm -hmm. But if you go to one destination, you'll get to meet Morgan and maybe even get to meet our son. That's right. (laughs) And so we would love to do. Yeah, we'd love to do that. And so, you know, because not everybody wants to fly to Tulsa. Yeah, it's not. But if you want to make a fun trip out of it, Cancun, the Caribbean, Um, we'd love to. (laughs) Yeah, even Florida. Uh, But we would love to do that with you. And that way you can have fun while you're doing it as well. Absolutely. Doesn't just have to be in Tulsa. So thank you very much, guys. And thank you for making us the number one podcast for a fair recovery, for a fair recovery, healing, healing, broken trust. Absolutely. So thank you. We have literally people from all over the world, Mm -hmm. Iran, Iraq. That's right. The United Arab Emirates. Oh, yeah. China, Russia. Uh, Australia. Shout out to those Aussies. We love you. Yeah. A lot Um, of people in California. (laughs) That's right. A lot of people in California, (laughs) Texas. and Oh, yeah. Everywhere. Oh, man. But yeah. So thank you. We're really able to help Spain. a lot of people. Yeah. We love yeah. you, Spaniards. Yeah. Basically everywhere. But thank you very much. And thank yes. you for ever always listening. And if you have any future topics you want us to cover, let us know. Absolutely. And uh, we'll do our best to uh, find a way to, to cover those. Yeah. There's actually on healingbrokentrust.com, there's an audio recorder on there where you can leave a, a message for us. Um, I'll make sure it's nice and prominent on the on the front page, um, but you can leave a, a voice message for us, and it'll be emailed right to us. So that way, you can ask a question, and uh, we might use the recording of your voice on the show. And if you um, don't, let us. Yeah, just let us say know. You did, yeah, just say you, you don't. Please don't use my voice, or yeah. it's okay to use my voice. That way, we can edit it in, and we'd love to answer any questions that you have. Yeah. Thank you guys very much. Have a great week. Well, have you booked your retreat yet? Make sure to go to healingbrokentrust.com for more information and call 918-281-6060 to book your retreat today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Healing Broken Trust podcast. As always, this information is for education and entertainment purposes only.